Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! Welcome back for week four, baby. And I know it's week four because Peter told Chase Rice it was week four. When <laughs> Chase Rice asked how far in you were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the sun is shining. Cleveland is is uh, is cool and fun and new, according to some of the ca- our castmates. Well, and what could be better? Um, Alex, I don't believe you've been to Cleveland before. I have not been. I know that I have not. But our guest has been to Cleveland and is a fan. Calling in the experts. <laughs> uh, I think now is as good a time as any. Uh, returning guests, you know her, you love her, Miss Caitlin Bass. Hi. Yeah, Father's Day um, 2018, I was in Cleveland. Not with my dad, but it was like a nice weekend. <laughs> what brought you to Cleveland? Other, just fathers? We have, we have friends that formerly worked for Smuckers, and they're like headquartered around Cleveland. So we were like doing a Penn State friend visit in Cleveland. And it's only two hours from Pittsburgh, so it was really convenient. Okay, what do you like about it? And what are we missing? <laughs> By the way, she lives in Pittsburgh. I think a big opportunity that they missed is like there's a lot of um, development on the waterfront in Cleveland where they have like a lot of outdoor bars with like cornhole and like ping outdoor ping pong tables like mm. it's just like they really incorporated with the outdoor space there and there's like a lot of nice waterfront like recreational properties and like that's what yeah. I liked about it like Pittsburgh doesn't really have that. Did you, I, I, I get it, you were there for a Father's Day weekend only, but <laughs> did you feel like there was really like a sense of community that like would rally for like, say, a go-kart race just in the middle of the day? I never saw sense? like any just like polka dancing. <laughs> like, I felt like some of it was a little fabricated, but like I definitely got the vibe that it was a good town. I have a, okay, I do have a question um, to add on. Now, you live in Pittsburgh. One of your favorite things about Pittsburgh is the pierogies, the pierogi scene. And they had pierogies in Cleveland. Is that is it like a similar situation there? Yeah. So like a lot of those, I don't know like how much these audiences converge, but a lot of those like Rust Belt cities like Cleveland, Detroit, Pittsburgh, they had like a lot of Eastern European immigrants like back in the 1800s. So like foods like pierogies, those were just traditions that were brought over. So like it's pretty big in Pittsburgh, but like I wouldn't surprise me that in Cleveland it's a big thing too. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> you heard um, it here first, people. I it, it just is so funny because every year they kind of go to like, they'll go to like Iowa or they'll go to Cincinnati or they'll sort of just go to like some corn-fed place in the continental U.S. And the girls always act, like, so excited. I remember Carly was, like, she looked direct to camera on Chris Soul season and was like, yeah, we're going to Iowa. <laughs> um, and at least, like, this time around, they, the girls were just, like, they were, oh, Chris Harrison was like, pack your bags. We're going to Cleveland. <laughs> and the girls were like, oh. 
okay. (laughs) There were like two distinctly different looks. It was like the pure raw take of their faces when they were in in the mansion where like they found out they were going to Cleveland and their faces were like, what the heck? And then when they got to the Hilton in (laughs) Cleveland and they were like dancing in front of the windows, they're like, Ohio. We're like, you clearly weren't this excited when you found out two days ago that you were going to be they were like moonwalking in front of the window. Are they contractually obligated to talk about how cool Cleveland is? I'm I'm actually pretty sure, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I was wondering if there was a number just because like every sentence basically kind of started like expositionally. It's like, well, since we're here in Cleveland, I'm excited <laughs> to be on this date with you. Yeah, yeah. I think that they are, when they visit these like smaller cities, like they are contractually obligated. Um, Also, Peter Parker... Or wait, no, not Peter Parker. That's Spider-Man. Clark Kent. <laughs> who's who's Superman? No, that's Clark Kent, but we found out it was Kansas. Right. He's not from Cleveland. He's not even from Cleveland? No, he's from Kansas. We looked it up. Oh, but they said that on the episode that he was from Cleveland. Yeah, that was false. Wait, so they did that whole weird bit where he was... Yeah. Somebody lifted him up. Yeah, he ain't from Cleveland. (laughs) I was wondering. I was like, this doesn't totally connect for me. Because, like, wasn't he found? Wasn't I only saw this Zack Snyder um, Superman. But, like, I'm pretty sure he was, like, found in a crater in a field. Yeah, he is an alien. Yes. So, like, overall, he's not even from America. He's (laughs) from Krypton. He's from Krypton, if we're being totally... I don't even yes, know if I'm being but accurate. Like, he didn't even like spend his human time in Cleveland. It was in Kansas. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure at some point he flew over. Maybe Cleveland. He, this. Maybe he stopped him for a pierogi <laughs> or a poker dance. I don't know. This could be where uh, Superman summers. Who knows? Mm. The, the community. They do have that waterfront really restaurant. Welcome. I don't um, mean to shit on Cleveland, especially for. <laughs> I guess I can't believe how long we've been talking about it. Well, I say right before Alex, we get into the rest of the episode. We actually have a PSA that we have been warned about something that we love to talk about on this podcast last season this season is that Peter kept condoms in his car when Mm -hmm. um, Hannah B like took him no wait Yes, she went to his hometown. <laughs> I was like, where did that happen? Who was Bachelor? Who was Bachelor? Hannah B went to his hometown. And he had condoms in the car. And we always like like to joke that they're always sitting in the glove compartment, whatever. Guys, uh, according to the CDC, condoms, it is very, very bad to keep condoms in your car. Um, the extreme changes in temperature weaken the condom and make it less reliable and therefore more prone to breaking. And this goes for keeping them in your wallet as well. Yeah. And our cousin who works at the CDC (laughs) reached out and she was just like, I want you to spread this important message to the masses. And we were like, is this about the coronavirus? And she was like, absolutely not. It is about keeping condoms in your car. Uh, I mean, but like, I bet you a lot of people do keep condoms in their car. Yeah. I mean, I don't. But where <laughs> can you? Because like, okay, you can't keep them in your wallet. You can't keep them in your car. I have them. On, I have them on a. Sorry, mom. I have them on a cart <laughs> next to my bed. Well, like mean, a wheelie cart. It sounds <laughs> like a temperature control issue. So I think your bedroom is probably pretty temperate so Mm. it's not sitting it's not baking out your cart is not baking out in the sun like a car is just don't like leave them next to the stove like if they're like in the cabinet next to the stove (laughs) i'd move them from there it's so convenient to keep your condoms in the cabinet next to the stove i don't know it seems harder to me 
I'm just going to stay celibate. <laughs> yeah, that feels, yeah. Uh, but yes, that is actually, I mean, this is truth to what we're saying. It's very bad to keep them in your wallet and in your car. So if anyone's doing that, you know, you yeah, might have a baby. I don't know. <laughs> a Yeti came in? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying if you kept him in your car, maybe it's like something temperature controlled, like a Yeti. Like if you had a capsule oh. in which to keep them. Okay, that's know. a good idea. But probably just not in your car at all to align with your cousin. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to have guys. Yields of people. We need uniform messaging. <laughs> uh, sh- should we talk about Victoria P's epic day at Cedar Point, which I always wanted to go to when I was a kid? Victoria was- F. Victoria F. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, something crazy in this episode was that they last name dropped twice (laughs) twice two different yeah i don't remember i remember it was was like victoria fuller or something it's victoria fuller and victoria paul also guys just so you know um if you tuned in last week and noticed that there were people sharing mics same things happening this week (laughs) so that's what's going on just in case you know anyone's like why do i hear noises in the background Anyway. Okay, K-Bass, what did you, what are your overall thoughts on the uh, Victoria Fuller, a.k.a. Victoria F. date? I felt it was like one of the most manipulative by producers (laughs) dates I've ever seen for like all parties involved. Like Mm -hmm. they had everyone going in and getting blindsided. Chase was blindsided. Peter was blindsided. Victoria was blindsided. And it was like genius TV, but it was so good. Yeah, it was (laughs) so good. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was genius what they did. I mean, just truly like I needed that from them because I felt like maybe the producers were losing their edge. So it was like to see something this magical get pulled off was big for me. I got made fun of uh, in the writer's room that I'm currently in. Uh, I do a 20 second bachelor cat for the room every Tuesday. That's hard. They don't even give you 30 sec. You don't even get 30 seconds. It's a very liberal 20 seconds. I labeled it 20 seconds so they would just like listen to me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I go on a little bit longer I than that. I was going to say like they give you 20. Like <laughs> Um, but I, they were making fun of me because I called this segment of television transcendent and I fully stand by it. I mean, I really think (laughs) it is one of the more brilliant things I've ever seen on TV. Like, what are the chances that you get like a very hot girl sign up for a show and she happens to date a guy, like a country singer that strikes that perfect, perfect balance of obscurity and like on the way upness but i would say like one of the like <laughs> he's like further away from obscurity than a lot of the artists that they bring on like yeah. i like kind of know country but i know like big name country and i knew like who chase young was like i don't know who a lot of the other ones are sorry it's chase rice wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chase young. i'm sorry chase rice oh, he's so popular that i was calling him the wrong name <laughs> well um Yes, I would agree with you. Like, he actually has a few number one songs, which most people that go on the show don't. Mm-hmm. Or, like, their number one hit after. Chase Young <laughs> is an Ohio State football player. Like, <laughs> that's, that's a fair. Cleveland thing. Oh, my God, it's because of the Cleveland thing. That makes so much sense, It's K-Bass. all jumbled together. It's all jumbled together. My favorite part about this, it was just, like, because I, I think, like, there is... It, I think 
all parties handled it really, really, really well. I agree. I think it was everyone did a great everyone job. Did a good job. <laughs> I and by the way, into Chase Rice now. He's very attractive. He yes. did this thing where he kind of stroked his beard a little bit when he smiled. And I was like in for it. And then watching Victoria's face slowly realize what was happening and then just have to go through it was amazing. And so she you're goes, she goes, Oh my God, um, who is it? Peter, who is it? Peter <laughs> You watch her and she's like Oh wait, you're on a podcast. Yeah, she's just like <laughs> smiling and the grin just like keeps getting bigger and her eyes are like more and more sick. Like, who is it? <laughs> her voice went down a full octave. She's like, oh my God, who is it? And then she heard the first opening chorus. She's like, no, seriously, who is it? What is going on here? And the best part was watching her meltdown, watching Chase kind of meltdown on his end and then watching Peter in the middle just blissfully be like (laughs) Peter was like this is actually one of the best days of my life (laughs) he's like I couldn't think of anything cooler so oblivious (laughs) like truly so oblivious having the time of his life like dancing his sweet little heart out like having just go back and watch Peter just like having the time of his life and just being so surprised like pleasantly surprised that Victoria knows all of the words <laughs> to this obscure country They never song. know all the words. <laughs> and like the best part of it was at the dinner later that night when she's like confessing to Peter that she knows Chase, Peter was like, wait, the singer Chase? Like, <laughs> that was the best part. He was like, the guy on the stage. <laughs> The one with the microphone? <laughs> one with the he was like, no, I talked to him. She's like, I know. <laughs> so, okay. So there's been like a little backlash. So Chase Rice. So there's, it's interesting. Well, I was very excited to see that he was, a, any longtime listener knows that I'm also a longtime listener of the Bobby Bones uh, morning show out of Nashville. So I was really excited to see that Chase was going to do an interview this morning with uh, on that show. And I was like, okay, great. They're definitely going to ask about The Bachelor. But first, I saw news floating around Twitter that Chase, quoting Chase Rice, I'm so pissed. Like, I was so pissed about the episode. I was so pissed about how it went down. So he went on the Fits in the Morning show and he said, and I quote, I was pissed. I was really pissed off, to be honest. And he was talking about how they, like, he, like when he his manager told him that he was like going to be on the bachelor. He was like, well, I have an ex girlfriend or like somebody that's like going to be on the show that I used to see. And is like, are they going to like make it her date? And the manager was like, no, they would never do that. They would never do that. This is what Chase is saying. He also said, I spent one night with her, which is like, I bet, I bet he's lying. I am curious because like I, because I think it has to live somewhere in the middle because I don't think that it was one night with her at all. I definitely don't think they were labeling each other boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. Um, I think like maybe Victoria uses the word boyfriend, ex-boyfriend in a way that I sometimes use to throw yeah, around the like, word ex-boyfriend. They probably like DM'd and then like, yeah, like went on maybe some dates hooked up. She probably like went backstage to his concert a few times or like whatever. Yeah, I don't know. But so then this morning on Bobby Bones, he was like, oh, no, it was such a great experience. I was just so grateful to get on there and to promote my album. And he's like, yeah, Victoria, she's like a great girl. When on this other show, he was like, 
I just slept with that slut once. He didn't call her a slut, but like that's like the tone I was giving it. And I think that he really was pissed. He like like his feelings like on that fits on the fits in the morning show were actually accurate and that he got such bad PR and he's friends with Bobby Bones that he called and was like, dude, can I come on your show? And like say something nice. Do you, do you think he got bad PR from being like, oh, we only hooked up once? There was all well, I think it was more that he was lashing out on the show, on his managers, on Victoria, because like it was all over Twitter. Like I saw multiple news outlets quoting his thing that he said on fits in the morning i mean i understand his anger like i I understand every i I think that peter (laughs) if i was peter i would immediately be like i do not trust anyone that is producing the show anymore yeah they just have like Stockholm syndrome after the show because I feel like a lot of the contestants afterwards are like, I love these producers. I trust yeah. them with my life. Like they invite them to their weddings, like by their Instagrams. It seems like they're very much incorporated in their lives afterwards. And I'm like, you were just emotionally manipulated by these people for four months for great television. But for great TV, I don't know. I think because you are in a, sure you are being emotionally manipulated but I'm sure they're exactly to what you were saying there has to be some level of Stockholm syndrome they're the only people you can rely on in these three months that you can work your feelings out with and you're only talking about your feelings with them so it's probably for like creating this bond I don't know I feel like I'd be really good at it (laughs) (laughs) at producing the show Mm -hmm. yeah I would like go home and cry every night but I feel like I would be like I I feel like I'd be really good at getting feelings out of people. Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. Travel in places like Cleveland, you know? That'll be your I could get to see, see the world. The world. <laughs> I can get out of this one horse town. <laughs> get me to Cleveland where go-kart racing fills the streets. <laughs> Everyone's little piece of paradise. <laughs> um, all right. Can we talk about the group date? Yeah. Um, okay. This was maybe the first time that I was like, Peter, you're not handling anything well. Well, first of all, I had to go back and watch because I was unsure why Victoria P wasn't playing football. So I, I did go back and watch and she was just like, oh, my back's still hurting. I guess from the spinny wheel when they went to NASA or wait, what did they do? Oh, they went, they did space camp or oh, something. Right. No, it wasn't space. <laughs> Flying it, was flight, it, was, it was like a pilot. But to be fair, a lot of astronauts, I think a lot of astronauts were like flight pilots. Like, I think it's like very like adjacent or uh, progressive. Thank you, KBS. I'm pretty sure I saw it in Apollo 13. Yeah, Therefore, I was like, wait, well, they were at NASA, right? They were in Houston for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no evidence directly. I mean, she could have like pulled her back on the plane, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So she's like, so not only is she not playing, but Peter, while the other girls are literally tackling each other to the ground, is like, Victoria, I need a little massage. Little massage time. That one girl, I at the stage where I only know like three people's names, but the one girl for the rest of the episode had like an ice pack wrapped to her knee for like the group date, the dinner at the house. Like she like sacrificed her body for yeah. that date. I know. And I did feel because like normally I'm not on like the side of Team Shein because I'm like, oh, who cares when she's like crying too much? But um, she did work really really hard at that date because she believed 
that she would get more time with him if she put in all of her efforts. And like it, to the point where even Natasha was just like, you scored all of our goals. I will block people for you. You deserve to get time yeah, with him. All the girls were like, yeah. you you worked your ass off. Like, yes, you deserve to talk to him first. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because I'm pretty sure we've seen this trope a hundred times over and all of the girls are going to go on the date anyway. Um, so at, at the after party, this is where everything starts to get confusing. And what is the relationship between Victoria P and Aliyah? Because I am fully confused. Aliyah's back and she wants to clear the air about what has been said about her. Okay. I, uh, okay. <laughs> I think that similarly to this Victoria F Chase Rice situation, the relationship between Aliyah and Victoria P is somewhere in the middle of what they're saying. Aliyah is like, we went to Vegas together and we like do vacay and we're like BFFs. And like Victoria is like, I've no, I've only spoken to her for three hours at a time. When Victoria, total. when Peter caught Victoria in the lie about Vegas and she was just like, well, we went to Vegas together. He started crying. He was like, you went to Vegas together. I know. Well, Okay, so I, yeah, I think that they are both, I think that, I do think that the truth is probably living a little bit more with Aliyah, but, but the problem is, is she was also the person that asked Victoria P to lie and say that they didn't know each other. So that's like what is so confusing. By the way, thank you also for, I'm so sorry I missed you and Alyssa and Taylor last week. It was such a good episode. But thank you so much for asserting what my position was on that. I think that they didn't want to get the beauty queen storyline because they had carefully watched the Hannah B. Right, and either way, Victoria did go along with it. Listen, I think that there is truth to both, and I think that there are lies to both. I'm sure that Victoria P. never saw Aliyah as one of her good friends. I am so... Uh, like I Victoria P is public enemy number one <gasps> for me right now what absolutely I she okay did not see that coming really okay so what's your what's your position I just I Victoria P just seems humble <laughs> humble <laughs> was like homeless right yeah well listen I, for a good story. I loved Victoria P basically up until this episode I had no qualms I liked her I thought she was going far did I think she was going to be like my best friend no but I mean Peter did outright ask her last week like what's the deal with Aliyah like I, I didn't I didn't have like any negative feelings for Victoria but P but she the thing about her and it's always my number one trigger with like almost every like every person that I have issues with in general I hate when people position themselves like they are the most innocent loving humans on the planet and while they're secretly doing something insidious it's just like it was first of all it's a weird statement to be like it was so awesome watching those beautiful girls play football and think about what it would be like to watch my kids play football like a you're a weirdo and b it was just like so obvious that she was trying to put herself in the position of like i am the woman who supports other women while you're actively stabbing an one another one in the back like the thing about it is it's just like she she lied they went to vegas together and then when Elias like, why would you lie about how we know each other or how 
you know, we've been, we're not friends. While, again, Victoria is wiping a single tear out of Aliyah's eye. And after she shared, like, a trauma hug with her, like, when she got back. And she was just like, well, I don't feel like all she did was, like, shout in a tone, like, an accusatory tone back to her. Like, well, I didn't know. Like, I didn't I didn't take the time to get to be your friend on the Vegas trip. Or like Wait, that was like, her. did anyone else go to Vegas? I'm actually so lost. There's no way it was the two of them. Like maybe it was like people that knew each other from the pageant circuit. That's what I was thinking. I, I would agree. I mean, either way, they were there together. They probably like shared hotel space or whatever. But and in general, Victoria is just such a mess when Peter's like, I want to talk to you. She's like, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to talk to you. And Peter's like, OK, we don't have to talk to each other. She's like, no, I'm going to talk to you. And he's like, well, are we going to sit down? She's like, I'm not going to sit while she's sitting. Like, she's just such a mess. Like nothing that she says, like matches what she's doing. Like, I just thought the action of saying I'm not going to sit in her sitting is the embodiment of what's wrong with Victoria. But she's been through so much. <laughs> she has. Sure. Okay. But that didn't, Kaylin went through a lot and she was a snake last season. <laughs> I mean, we came around on Kaylin. Whatever. I'm sure that I can come around on Victoria, but even though I don't like Aliyah and I don't want to be her friend, I don't think she's the person who's in the wrong in this situation. Yeah. I mean, listen, to say she's not totally in the wrong maybe in this one specific situation yes she is actually creating drama and stirring the pot one by showing up pretending it was like just to clear her name I'm sure that what actually happened was like producers were like Aliyah Peter's really upset we think maybe he'll bring you back on the show if you just like come back or whatever but then also like her spilling like what I hated was the second she was back on the show she was like um, okay, so I know about Victoria F and I know about Chase Rice. Oh, y'all don't know about that? Well, the internet does. Like, I was like, what is this? Like, why? Like, and Victoria Fuller was absolutely correct. She's like, nobody here has their phones. Nobody here has access to the internet. You just assumed everyone here knew. Like, it leaked while we were on the show. And that's why I think Victoria Fuller is the only person, I can't believe we're using her full last name. <laughs> I don't, it's the only person who has a right to be mad at Aliyah. I like Victoria Fuller, by the way. I don't think I said it. She is like in my top of not like necessarily pe- people that Peter's going to end up with, but of girls that I like on the show. Yeah, she's OK. Yeah, you don't like her. I, she gets a lot of hate. I actually don't quite get why. Well, there are those photos of her that leaked of her oh. modeling for an <laughs> yeah. All Lives Matter clothing line. I was going to say, line. if this were like, 20 years ago 15 years ago <laughs> we're like we don't have like this like carbon footprint on the internet of like your entire existence she would probably be perfect but the fact that there's like all lives matter photos it's like ooh, like you wish that were like scrubbed and you couldn't <laughs> see that <laughs> yeah right didn't you say that like the site also had it wasn't just like all lives matter shirts it was like confederate flags Someone fact checked me, but it was like it wasn't like just that. It was like a whole slew of like Southern Confederacy. I mean, she's from Virginia Beach, like which is like in parts of it, like around the Tidewater, outside of like the D.C. area. Like Virginia's pretty Southern. Like you guys live there, so true. I haven't spent much time in Virginia Beach, but how many All Lives Matter photos of you are <laughs> floating around the internet, though, guys? Don't Google my name. (laughs) 
So I uh, decided to take because, yes, I also was feeling well, not you weren't you're not feeling any conflict, Alex, but I was feeling some conflict because I was like, yeah, I don't like like Aliyah and she is a podster, but I do feel like it's that it looks like Victoria P got caught in a lie by how she's behaving. So I took it to Instagram, obviously. And I asked who is telling the truth. And you guys are heavily favoring Aliyah in, in telling the truth. Good. Yeah, because she is telling the truth. <laughs> her, her fault is not dishonesty. Like, that's not her flaw. Her flaw is like kind of being a... Like little gossipy bee. I actually laughed so hard when Victoria F was like, oh, is that appalling to you? <laughs> when she was confronting her about the Chase Rice thing. With like her mouth stained with wine. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's the most that I've liked Victoria. Just like red wine yelling at somebody. I was like, this is a girl that I can relate really, to and get yeah. behind. Fits her brand. Well, anyway, I have a feeling Alaya nor Victoria P are going to make it incredibly far at this point. Uh, I don't I almost don't want to. I'm I'm done with Victoria's like face. Right. But I'm thinking about <laughs> if Peter's going to keep her. Around. I don't know. He seems like so exhausted. Like he 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 almost listens and takes things on too much. Like he doesn't. He's so terrified about having a Jed mm-hmm. in his bunch, which I'm sorry to say, Peter, I think that they're all a little Jed like because they're all Instagram influencers yeah. <laughs> like, already. Most of them are. Um, all right. I'm I'm ready to move on from Victoria P. I'm sure she'll come back around because she she can't stop being in our lives. But Kbass, what did you think about his date with Kelsey? Um <laughs> I have a few, I have three notes I wrote down pierogies and polka which I think we already covered at the top of sure. our convo about Cleveland um, when they said that beautiful skyline and it panned over and it was like <laughs> a couple of warehouses and like two buildings that stuck up I was like all right this isn't what we should be focusing on in Cleveland there was literally no skyline it was just two buildings. <laughs> And then three, when Kelsey was telling the story about her father's divorce, where like it first started out, and I was like, okay, like half the women in this house probably have like divorced parents. Like this is really a stretch for like your like emotional like trauma story. But then like it went on, and you know she spoke about her father like abandoning them and moving to Mexico. I was like, all right, like that actually is legit. Like that would be terrible, terrible if that happened. And then Peter was crying there were tears coming down his cheek I was like he feels everything like it takes it all on so that would respect to him respect to him I also think he felt comfortable enough with her to like get to that emotionally low place like we see him be like confused like uh, he he lives in a state of joy and or like um anxious confusion he feels very deeply yeah but this is the first time we saw him like emote with tears I'm sorry it looks like you were gonna say something no I I it, it was it was more of just like 
it, yes, in, in the same vein of like what we're all saying, I also think that if Champagne Gate never happened, Kelsey would probably be like my top girl because I thought she was like so cool, calm, collected on this date. Her reaction to Aliyah coming back and being so like, chill. was it was so good. It was the best reaction you could have ever imagined. And I bet Peter was like, oh yeah, I bet all the girls are feeling this way. But she's just like, you know what? If you were to pick me at the end, I would have wanted it to know that there were no regrets. There was nobody else that you were like, what if I hadn't sent them home? You just, you bring everyone back, figure it out now before we're like in the fantasy suites. It was so great. Like I loved every minute of this date that for a second I was kind of like, wait, who is this again? Because I didn't, I don't know how this Kelsey could be Champagne Gate Kelsey. Okay. I have always been on Team Kelsey, even through Champagne Gate. Like, I, because I. Thick and thin. Thick and thin <laughs> and champagne. I, I didn't like. I was fully on her side. I thought the way that she reacted was crazy. Right, right. Crazy. But I was fully on her side. And I'm going to say something, and it's a little. Oh, boy. Uncolorful, like I like I probably shouldn't say it, but say it. <laughs> I couldn't help but think, as somebody who's like a little bit hormonal right now, that like I thought you were gonna say a different word. <laughs> we, what did you think I was gonna say? Horny, a little, a little bit horny right now. Somebody's a little bit horny as I share between my sister, my friend, and all of you. Um, no. You would know. Um, <laughs> you would all feel it. <laughs> it, radio, it radiates wide. Um, but as somebody's a little bit hormonal, I like, you know, like right before you get your period and like you will just like have a raging temper tantrum and yes. you'll just be like, am I crazy? Am I crazy? And you'll have this emotional low and then you'll go to the bathroom and you'll realize you have your period and you're like, oh no, it's just this. I like wonder if we caught her in that like mid, sorry, and I don't want to reduce somebody down. I get it. Reduce a woman down to that because we are in control of our own emotions. But like, you know, sometimes like a mood catches you and, um, the, the, it's tough, it's yeah. tough to rain tough terrain her in. What you're saying is is valid. I think the only way to know is to see her on another date. <laughs> like we've seen two sure. it, total opposite sides of Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Which women are complex. We're allowed to have many different facets. <laughs> That's fine. But I think we won't know until we see her on another date if it was actually hormonally induced. Mm-hmm. Horny induced. Could have been that too. Peter looked identical to Nick Viall in that black turtleneck on this date. Oh, yeah, he kind of mm-hmm. did. Caitlin and I watched this episode together and we were like, he looks exactly like him in this black turtleneck. But I think it's because Nick wore tons of turtlenecks on Andy's season, maybe. Didn't Nick have scruff? too like I feel like I'm there's they don't look the same but there were a lot of like similar um, yeah like just general aesthetics yeah there's almost like maybe like a similar like coloring like a mm. like a mm. like the light the palette like a light will catch him and sometimes mm. and- <laughs> 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 just processing just processing picturing two hot guys that look identical <laughs> <laughs> Only this is my dream. This is my fantasy. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I uh, like right now, Kelsey. If if Victoria P is public enemy number one, Kelsey is my like number one pick in general for Peter to end up with. I like her the best. <laughs> like she's my girl right now. Like I, I am fully on Team Kelsey. Dark horse. Like didn't see that coming. Would you rather? I am asking you a very genuine question. It's the weekend. You're trying to figure out who you want to spend your time with. Would you rather hang out with a Victoria P or a Kelsey? I think it depends. If I want to like go out, have a few cocktails, kick up my heels, Kelsey. But if I want to like chill and go buy a fringe jacket, In <laughs> Victoria <Vegas>? P. <laughs> uh, okay. What about you, KMS? Neither. Like, <laughs> they're both fine, but like, I would, I'd hang out with other women on the cast before, I think. Who? Victoria F. Oh. oh. I would hang but out I with Kelly. To, yeah. Oh, sorry. You would what? Never mind. Um, oh, I'd hang out with Natasha. She's fun. She's always wearing fun hats. I like She's Natasha. the one that had to ice her knee. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> she is fun. I like um, the Auburn basketball. Maddie, is that her name? Genuine and real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's cool. I like her too. Okay. What did you guys think about how the cocktail party was handled? I, <laughs> I think that the women... It was I think that how the women like presented everything just like up front and out in the open was smart because it seems to seem like be how Peter likes it. Like, let's just all get in a room and figure it out. And I actually did kind of feel bad for Peter in this moment because he had this like amazing reaction from Kelsey. And then he like I I just I really do think Peter is just like a really nice person that like doesn't want to hurt people's feelings, but is also like really scared of getting his feelings hurt too. Like his face seemed, it was like the same face my Kenna made during last week's rose ceremony. Like he just truly seemed like sad. Yeah. I don't think he likes criticism. I don't think he feel, I don't think he likes to feel like he's let anyone down and right. I don't think it's that he can't take criticism. I think he doesn't want to feel like he's letting people down. Mm -hmm. I think that's more of it. Right. There has to be like when you go into the position of being the bachelor, you have to have like connected with other ones though. And they like, don't they like let you in on like what are the highs, what are the lows, like avoid these pitfalls. Like I'm sure they're just like, he's not going into it like blindsided about you're going to have this emotional labor of, you know, like trying to manage the like feelings and um, well-being of like all these girls and it's just not possible to keep everyone happy so yeah but I don't know that Peter's as well adjusted as you are (laughs) Kayba I do actually that is like a point though like a lot of times we do see the bachelor or like the lead in general bachelor bachelorette getting advice from like people that have done this in the past and we actually haven't seen that with Peter like I wonder I'm sure that they connected him with somebody but I wonder who it was like was it Ben Higgins I'm sure like I don't know that they connect you with anybody I've heard like Nick and other bachelors say on the podcast that in general like they'll kind of reach out to the new people Mm. and be like hey I'm here for you should you ever want advice or somebody to talk to prior to going into this process do we think Colton gave Peter advice (laughs) oh god Colton is not (laughs) he is not qualified to give anybody advice maybe if it involves jumping (laughs) over a fence how to get the best height maybe that 
and that only can i say one colton thing that's so unrelated to everything so i was like i was at a trader joe's a couple weeks ago and i saw brussels sprouts like still connected to the root that they come on for the first time ever in my like 27 (laughs) years of life i was like oh this is what they look like when they're plucked from the ground because i've only ever like bought them in a bag and I took a picture and I sent it to my boyfriend. I was like, who knew? And then I checked Twitter later that day and there was a tweet from Colton that was like, I never knew this is what Brussels sprouts look like. Oh yeah. my God. I was like, oh my God, are we the same intelligence level? Because like, <laughs> I did not get a good read on him. <laughs> or, yeah, we don't, maybe he is a, we didn't get a proper read on him. I mean, he was able to manipulate an entire crew of people into thinking he was in love with hannah g when it was cassie all along yeah he actually did it was kind of smart i loved that this american life with him (laughs) oh i know i totally this american life with colton yeah so it was about like it was about like what happens to the science experiment when your lab rat goes rogue basically and they talked about basically Colton came on and said how he broke the system of the bachelor because very early on Hannah G was one of his top girls and in the every week he has to submit a list of ranking the girls it kind of stinks but I mean the women have to do that too like they're just all ranking like whatever the people that they like and so Hannah G was at the top and then that week she did not get a single date. So he was like very upset. He's like, okay, if you guys are going to do this to my girls, like he didn't say this to them, but he said it to my head. He's like, then I'm going to lie to you about who my girls are. So he kept Hannah G top of his list the entire season even when Cassie was his number one, like pretty much halfway in, he said that he knew really early on, but he kept Hannah G at that top so that when the producers brought on Cassie's dad and tried to get her to go home, he, and they, and then he did his famous fence jump. All the producers were confused because they were like, we thought Hannah G was your top. That's why we saved her as your last fantasy suite. And so he like was trying to play the system, but the system played him. Wait, so... I thought that they were like covered under like an NDA or something where they can't talk about the stuff. You could just like openly talk about like the guts of the I show. Th- I think his contract is up because he is more than any other bachelor the most candid about uh, his experience oh, on the makes show. Me like him more. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I like that we had the Brussels sprout moment. <laughs> Full circle with the Brussels sprout. Thank God. Thank God. Um, yeah, I don't know. So you don't, so we don't feel bad. I'm the only one that feels sympathy for me. <laughs> no, I definitely do think, I think you guys are right. I think that he feels things incredibly deeply and he's taking all of this really hard. And I think you can intellectually know what you're probably going to get yourself into, but not like mentally be prepared for it. Um, yeah, I think he, he desperately doesn't want to get duped. So he's like going in there with that crazy guard up. And that was the number one thing that he was going to look out for. And by way of that, like he's not following his gut. He's just sort of listening to everybody. And when you're listening to everybody, you're listening to nobody and you're disappointing everybody. Wow. That's Uh. so true. (laughs) Okay, guys, I know that I said that I was going to change the season, but I do have two notes on appearance from this week and it's about the same person. I'm sorry. (laughs) One, Alaya wore that same jumpsuit to the last rose ceremony when she got dumped. Why are we re-wearing it again? Because it was a stellar jumpsuit and her tits looked amazing. They did look good. She looked like a wax museum figure. (laughs) Yeah, I remember you know, when she like went away smooth. last week. 
when she went away last week, I was specifically like, whoa. And in that jumpsuit, I think she knew what she had going on. And she was like, I got to bring this back, this baby back. Here's the thing, though. Did she go home at all? Or did she like I or did she stay in L.A.? Did she go straight to Cleveland? Because Hmm. her manicure was destroyed. I mean, it was so chipped on every single finger. It was horrible. And it's like, if you're going to go home and then come back onto the show, are you not going to fix your manicure? It seems like the first thing that you do to me. Mm. Manicure, wax, right? Like that was like, like what else are, like I'm so confused. Is like, this the second part of your dig? Yeah, like why <laughs> come back on the show with horrific nails? Like I was so lost. Like like they're disguised. They're terrible. Like they're so chipped. It's like she's had the manicure for two weeks. I didn't notice. And then Sarah said something when we were watching it together last night. I was like, oh, that was bad. But they were like, also had shots close up on it. And then... I don't know. It just kind of sucks. Like a manicure is a hard thing to maintain. You're like have to constantly be on top of it. And it just sucks that it's like a standard for women to yeah. uphold. I agree. And I think we are too hard on women and good for Aliyah for well, if you're gonna restating be on TV, the norm if you're of what be beauty TV, is. Don't have chip nails. I want to see it. Wow. Sarah. I just like it just like was a it was appalling to me, if you will, because I I just am like if you went all the way home and you knew you were coming back on the show, what like it just to me the first thing I'd be like, okay, just gotta get my nails done and then everything else will be fine, right? Am I alone in that? I think they're all like hyper aware of their appearance that you would think that that is the case, but I don't know. I kind of like what Alex is saying. Like, buck the norm. Like, you know, we're not all <laughs> we're not we're not all wax models twenty four seven. And if you are a wax model, like, say you let one thing go, a guy's not gonna fuck you. Is not not gonna fuck you because you have chip nail polish. I guess, but I mean, like, I mean, you're already an enemy in the house. I mean, this is just more ammo. <laughs> Yeah, I think at least in my house. (laughs) Studies show that all of Sarah's hate when girls don't have, hate girls more when they don't have uh, freshly polished nails. I'm looking down at me and KVS. KVS, you have gorgeous nails. Yeah, because she did them before her trip to LA. (laughs) Like a smart woman. (laughs) I fully bit them off because I chew everything uh, at work. (laughs) I'm just like anxious at, at my job. And so I just. Yeah. Eat my nails. <laughs> I got them done Saturday morning and I can already tell on like four nails. It's just like one scrape away from just like falling apart. So I do, I literally do my nails every other day to avoid the chi- I don't get a manicure done every other day. I do my own to avoid the chipping. Wow. All right. To each their own. I guess I, I am alone in this. <laughs> it's fine. This is my thing. Just this is my cross to bear and I will take it with Well, you're grace. really brave. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. Uh, any any final thoughts before we close our episode out? No. Yeah, it was like an okay episode. I, well, no, I take that back. We I forgot about the whole range of events we've been through. The chase, rice. <laughs> there you go. There we go. There, there we go. go. That was beautiful. Excellent. Well executed TV. I was mm-hmm. here for it, Kelsey. That was the really um, redemptive. 
date for her. Alaya, Alex, you really made a great argument for her. Thank you. I feel like I do need to be more balanced in my opinion of her, but I still don't like her enough for her to stay around. Again, I don't want to be her friend, <laughs> but I am fully on her side of things. I'll, I don't think I'll be her friend when she fixes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the only problem I have with her this morning. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And we will be back next week for date five. I hear it's the uh, the champagne, the other champagne gate where he uh, where Peter crushes his head on a on Oh, a he slices bottle. his face onto a bottle. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, in the words of Chase Rice, I'm lonely. I'm lonely where you are. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Collectors Club, Club. you're here to to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.